Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Black Panther. It has finally arrived. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Oh, Jeff Randall, we finally saw Black Panther, man. It finally came. We have been waiting so, like, so long. I feel like Sid in Toy Story, where he's like, it came. It finally came. <laughs> Except I'm not like an evil child. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> yet you plan to become an evil child. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's yeah, <laughs> We're going to get it on the backspin. So, my only complaint, really, about Black Panther... Is how Uh-oh. close I had to sit. <laughs> Which how is not close did you have to sit? Second row. That's not as bad as me. Oh, really? You were in the front I, row? I had to sit in the front row, yeah. Woo! Screw that. Yeah, um, my uh, my dumbness decided to purchase tickets. Like, when I said I purchased tickets, I purchased tickets for the wrong time. Oh, no. Because the, the time zone got me, and the lady... Uh, wouldn't be off of work until the time that the movie started and just com- i completely spaced on that because i'm so used to being able to go at seven regardless of when times whatever and she can just meet me there but it was like it was gonna be at seven and i remember that like the sunday before we were gonna go and i was like oh crap i have to change this time oh that sucks yeah i uh, so I scrambled <laughs> as you know and maybe some of the listeners know because i've been all over social media with it i'm on tour right now with the band and uh, we're doing we're doing a tour for the album Left to Burn now on iTunes. Um, <laughs> and quick plug. No, no, I was just just I was just a normal sentence. That wasn't a plug. That just was a smooth talk about my album. Um, no, yeah, but it's perfect. We're out on tour, and so I didn't know exactly where we would be or when or like which theater we would be close to. Uh, when the when the when 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 I was finally going to get to see Black Panther because our schedule is so like in the air and we're, we're doing different gigs and I don't know. So I basically just going to have to catch it when I could. So I didn't get to buy tickets till like an hour before the show and they Ooh. were assigned seating. And so the only look only had space in the first and second row. So mm, that was what I had rough. to do. Um, yeah. Mine was assigned seating as well. And all that was available for the 10 PM Friday night show was first row. So neither of us like, saw this saw this yeah, in optimal okay. bowl. Neither of us saw it in optimal conditions. But I gotta say, I still really enjoy this movie. I did too. Like I, it wasn't as bad as I thought that it was going to be. It's not as bad as like sitting front row in front of an IMAX. Like the GDX is uh, yeah a lot more able to be taken in in the front row. Right. I was actually in a DX or they called it DX theater. I think digital it experience. Was, it was uh, it was pretty bad. It was it was uh, the, the screen was very large and we were very yeah. close. But <laughs> I, I still thought the movie the movie didn't have too many scenes that really mattered. Like there were a few really fast, quick movement fight scenes that I was like, okay, I'm a little lost. But uh, for really? the most part, in a Black he, Panther movie, quick fights? <laughs> no. Well, no. I really thought honestly, most of it was most of the movie was still very uh, very clear, it even from flowed. That. Yeah, like the camera was, angles flowed really well. Yeah, they did. They it, it didn't. It, it wasn't too bad. Um, so I loved. I really loved this movie. I loved Michael B. Jordan. Was the shining star for me. So before we go into spoiler section, uh, let's talk about generally your general thoughts on the movie. 
like uh, what, 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 what's your what's your general ranking and, and thoughts? General ranking on this movie, I would say top five MCU movies. Hmm. It's not my favorite. It's not my absolute favorite, but it was really good. Yeah, I, I agree. It was yeah. a really, really great movie. It was, it was, yeah, it was definitely a top tier MCU movie. It wasn't, I think that a lot of the hype as far as like media hype also comes from uh, the fact that it's the first like leading MCU black superhero. Black superhero. Like right. there's a bit of hype to be had from that. Just like there's going to be a bit of hype to be had from Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, you, you know, with the, uh, the female superhero, which sure. is due praise. And Absolutely. being the first black superhero for, you know, being Black Panther, at least the first leading black superhero in the MCU, like, do praise. And there is a bit of hype to be had from that, and that's exciting, but, like, I guess, it, I don't want to say, I don't want to, like, say that it doesn't really pertain to me, but it doesn't affect me as much. Because, you know, I'm a white male and I've had superheroes that look like me forever. But, yeah, I, I still, still really enjoyed this movie. So, one thing, and I, I don't know how much this is spoilers, is that they really... They really took on the social implications of the of the of Wakanda in the movie. Yeah. Like the social implications of Wakanda, I knew were going to be an interesting backdrop for the movie, and they were going to be a an interesting reason this did killer box office. But uh, they tackled the social implications of Wakanda in a way I did not expect in this movie, and I was glad they did because about about ten minutes in, I started really thinking about Wakanda and what it meant. And what and what their isolation meant, and I was like, and I started questioning our heroes in a, in a kind of similar way. <laughs> I was questioning the Inhumans, uh, you, yeah. you know, if, if you know what I mean. And but then then they decided to really just tackle that head on instead of making it just some vague thing. And I really really like what they did there. I do I do think they tackled the social implications in a cool way. Yeah, and and like in regard to the way that Inhumans did their their isolationism, like versus how Wakanda does their their isolationism like the the way that or the uh I, yeah I guess the way that they did it and the way that they explained it and addressed it really resonated a lot more and like it made more sense and like you find yourself uh not necessarily identifying with but being more emotionally impacted by the decisions in this movie right well for one thing if you're going to have well, it's hard to talk about without going into spoilers, and we'll, we'll definitely yeah. talk about it more in the spoilers section. But I, let me give, like, I think this is a, it's definitely a top-tier MCU movie. It's definitely up there for me. I don't know that it's, um, you know, for me, it's not on Guardians level, uh, but it's, it's, it's real close. I really love, I love, <laughs> I love Everett Ross's, uh, like, he's our kind of vehicle into this world, of just like being surprised by Wakanda, and I love how Wakanda kind of feels like an alien world almost uh, right yeah. here on Earth, which I just thought that was really, really well done and very, very cool. Yeah, that's like M the MCU for ten years or almost ten years now has been building these like these lives inside our world in places that we know and understand except for obviously Asgard or or in space like we know that space exists but like it can it can dis exist in this like amorphous blob of like uh space it's over there and you know the guardians of the galaxy they live in that 
amorphous blob of space it can be whatever but and you know asgard kind of exists in that same way but like malibu for iron man we know where that is new york spider-man we know where that is like all of these places we've seen and, and we can identify with but this is the first time that they've really built an entire civilization inside of somewhere where we know like and it we were where we kind of have an understanding from you know popular media and whatnot we kind of have an understanding of the space around it and then all of that space around it influences what's in this place that they built and it's amazing what they've done in building this this nation yeah it's it's kind of for the first time they're doing something that just is going to change the world of of the marvel cinematic universe in a way that the world is different in the marvel comics universe um and, I, and I'm, I'm i'm just really excited i'm really excited to see where they go from here um but uh, i i loved I loved the movie. I loved the movie. I, all the acting was it was so far above top notch. I just I can't I can't say enough about every actor in it. Um, even some surprise actors that I wasn't expecting. Um, the, the the actor who played I wish I knew his name, um, but the actor who played uh, the the brother in the beginning of the movie. Right, uh, Injobu. Injobu, uh, who who played Injobu, is from This Is Us, um, and he's he just won an Emmy last year for Best Supporting Actor, um, and he is he's an amazing actor, really really great. Um, Sterling K. Um, Brown. That's it, Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown is awesome, um, and 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 to, when I first saw him, I it almost I almost didn't recognize him at first, and then it took me a second, and I was like, oh, it's Sterling K. Brown. Um, <laughs> it's it's the guy from This Is Us. Uh, and uh, he was he was really really awesome, um, just to see him and then for him uh, to play the role that he played was really cool. Um, and and there's there's some heartbreaking moments in the movie that I want to talk about, but I think we just need to get into the spoiler alert section because I'm just stopping. I'm finding myself stopping myself every few seconds to from getting into spoilers. So <laughs> let's let's just. It's do so it. hard to not just gush about this movie. Yeah, yeah. So spoiler alert, full spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie, go see it. It's good. Um, even if you haven't seen any other MCU movie, it's really, really good. Um, so, spoiler alert now, in <laughs> three, two, one. Hey, Michael G. He's his cousin. He's his cousin. That's He's his right. cousin. They're related. Oh my god! So, our most heartbreaking moment of the movie for me was when Zuru, Michael B. Jordan died. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I did not want Michael B. Jordan to die. Uh, but when Zuru was on the uh, was in the waters, um, and and he defends uh, defends Chadwick Boseman, uh, oh, T'Challa, yeah. and then he says, "Fine, Uncle James," uh, yeah. because that's who he knows. Zuru as and I it just like that that realization in that moment that he wouldn't only like you know hate this guy because he's a symbol of Wakanda but like this is a man he grew up as a child knowing who disappeared when he found his father dead you know yeah. he has no idea why this guy just disappeared he's, he's not just a symbol of Wakanda he's a symbol of like both of those lives yeah and and that kind of a, a and the symbol betrayal, of, the betrayal, an icon of, of that father. hatred, right? That betrayal, yeah. Uh, and when he called him Uncle James, I was just like, oh gosh, that's all. <laughs> you just to broke have me to have that like that thrust in Zuru's face right as he's being killed was pretty awful. 
Um, yeah. It's like the, sin, the the sins of the last generation being visited on these guys. Um, and it's just, whew. Michael B. Jordan was amazing in this movie, and I I, I, lo- I loved every moment he was on the screen. I want, I'm really, really sad they killed him off. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm 100% sad that they killed him off. Cause, and I'm almost always sad when they kill these villains off, especially good ones, because they could go on to do better things. But in this case, right. Michael B. Jordan, uh, he, to me, he's as strong as Loki ever was, probably stronger. Uh, the acting and the just portrayal and the writing of the character like i i connected with michael b jordan i was on michael b jordan's side like for, for a lot of the movie <laughs> and, but you know the, the scene that's the problem we talked about inhumans and this is very much the inhuman story um this is very done similar right. it's done right well the difference is is in in the inhuman story it's not like black bolt just became king black bolt's been king and been making these mistakes so he is he is culpable for all of the problems. In this case, like um, T'Challa just got handed the throne, and so these are the mistakes of his father being visited on him, and he can yeah. have this like sort of like pain that his father is causing him, but without having to uh, like be culpable himself. And that's I think from a story right from a story perspective, that's the problem within humans is Black Bolt is culpable for all these problems, and then when you see Maximus come in and try to. S- change things it's it's it, it just it's like well yeah maximus like, is right maybe it's time yeah maybe black bolt should be taken down um right <laughs> but in this you get the the convenient albeit convenient uh thing of t'challa being new to the throne um yeah but with that you get to see him falter in his resolve uh for his love for his his country and his father and the decisions that his father made and you know you get that kind of trope of like maybe my dad wasn't as good as i thought but it's not a tired trope here and yeah and there's even he, like he he gets that actual conversation with him like that you don't ever get to have with your parents because he gets to go back to the ancestral plane right right and he has that conversation with his dad and his dad says that's you know that was my secret that's the one that i decided to keep mhm and you you see that pain and how he gets to tell all of the former kings all of you are wrong you are all of you wrong and i'm mm-hmm. going to, i can't come join you because i have to go and fix this yeah and, 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 and you, you and- see him take on that mantle that responsibility yeah, and a responsibility to the entire world, not just a responsibility to Wakanda, which is really, really cool. Yeah. I just, man, when, when Michael B. Jordan starts talking about how, you know, our people are all over the world, they're being subjugated, and we've got we've got this, I just feel like Killmonger is such a, such a um, sympathetic character. And I yeah. just want, I wanted, I want, I wanted more. I want more of Killmonger. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm so sad that he died. <laughs> I want a Killmonger origin movie. Ooh, that could be good. Oh yeah. You know what? That's true. He is CIA, goes back a few years. He could be in a, he could be in a, he could be in Captain Marvel. He could he, be in Captain Marvel. He won't be in Captain Marvel. He'd be he too young. Be <laughs> I think. I think that that scene at the beginning of the movie happened around the same time Captain Marvel would be happening. <laughs> yeah, it happened in ninety two. So which, yeah, uh, is if I recall the year after Howard died. Hmm. Interesting. 
it's real interesting how much was going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the 90s, right? <laughs> it's like we just we keep getting little uh, little tidbits of like what was happening in the 90s, and then you know Captain Marvel is going to come out, and we're we're going to be like, oh, this is what was going on in the 90s. I still, I think we talked about this before, but does Howard Stark make any sense? Like ever? Like his age? Oh no, not in at 19, all. In nineteen in nineteen forty three or whatever, nineteen forty six maybe, maybe, somewhere in there, like toward the end of the war, he's like, it's in his thirties at least. Yeah, he looks like he's late twenties, early thirties. And then he die when he dies in, in ninety one simu- in that simulation. So he must have been in his eighties, but he does not look like he's in his eighties at all. I guess he's rich. It's plastic surgery and such. That's <laughs> um, all that exposure to extra chemicals and whatnot has extended his life. Yeah, or, or he's just like feasting on the blood of the young or whatever. Yeah, something. Um, <laughs> sorry, every once in a while that I'm reminded of Howard Stark's like weird aging. Um, <laughs> he would, if he was exactly thirty in 1945, he would have been uh, 76 when he died in 91. Yeah, I guess that's not too far off. Um, Rich Summer, who I, th- I think is the actor who plays him, isn't... He's like in his 60s, so it's not too far off, but still. He, I don't know. That, he looks more like he's in his 50s. Anyway, that's that's not even there. <laughs> Black Panther. Black Panther. I loved that this was more of an ensemble movie, and when I think of ba- when I think back on the movie, I don't really think of T'Challa as much as I think of uh, the, the entire royal family. Yeah, I think um, of Shuri a lot. I think of uh, Nakia a lot. Okoye and and the, I don't think I got the Dormelages. Yeah, the Dormelages was great, and they only mentioned their name like once as the Dorm or a couple of times as the Dormelages. And one of it is in in when they're speaking um, their native tongue. So like it's like you hear Dormelages or something like that. Like oh, I think he just said Dormelages. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was all kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, all of his 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 sister and the Dormelage and his his love interest, like they and, and his mom, they all like kind of made this sort of core group. And it was interesting how many females were also at the head of this movie. Um, yeah, yeah, he he had a really uh, a really strong foundation of of strong females around him absolutely. that he leaned on a lot. Okay, and, b- big shocker yeah. to me, Claw yeah. died. Yeah. What was like that? They about? killed off a, a couple of good villains, and like, yeah, Ulysses Claw may have been like super over the top and ridiculous, but God, I loved him for that. Like, I absolutely loved him for that. Oh yeah, dude! When he's in that scene, laughing and cackling and uh, singing pop songs, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was just amazing. What's his? Wow, it gosh. really was. What's that actor's name? I, I Andy Circus. Thank you. Andy Serkis was so good in this movie. He was. Um, he was and, really and I good. I honestly can't believe they killed him. Like, he's only been... Like, he, he was in one scene in Ultron, and then he was in this... Uh, I thought they were building him up to be a big bad, and I think we were supposed to believe that. I was watching an interview with Chadwick Boseman uh, when they were like... They asked him who Black Panther's big villain was, and he said Claw. Yeah. And I think it was intentional misdirection on the, on the, the, the part of Chadwick Boseman, at least. Um, well, I mean, Eric Killmonger was an antagonist. I don't know that he was necessarily a villain. Sure, sure, you could you could say that. I mean, I, 
Yeah, I guess that, that, that is true. It's true that uh, Claw didn't seem to have any sort of relatable motives. <laughs> Claw yeah. was just like a like a like a he just wanted to get rich, thief, thief and a murderer or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just want. I want more Killmonger, and I'm sad I won't get it. Probably. I mean, they could do some reality shifting. Eh? Yeah? Maybe? Hey, no. that's true. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll be in Infinity War. Yeah, um, he'll come back. I could just, I could just use more uh, when he his his Snyder remarks when he walks in. He's like, "Hey, Auntie," um, <laughs> talking to talking to Chaw's mom. Yeah, that was amazing, amazing. And his 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 call out from across across the field after that that one plane goes down, and uh, and Chichala says, uh, "What was it?" And Jadaka, and like calls out his name, and he just goes, "What's up?" Yeah, you're just like, "Okay, all right." This is obviously somebody who is from outside this world, who's like born and raised in America, and has that kind of uh, like bred into him or or like instilled in him like he's got the the worldly kind of outlook and and speech patterns is so different yeah no he's just an american it's great <laughs> he's very much american i love it he's and very so much is, not wakandan and so is martin freeman <laughs> yeah he is so american that was the most american british man i've ever seen he did i, I thought he pulled off american way better than Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch does. What uh, What are you talking about? His accent is with all completely of the hard R's that he puts in there. Yeah, <laughs> it just seemed to me like he picked a sort of more specific accent and went for that. And I, and I, and I thought that was uh, commendable because it seemed a lot more realistic to me. Yeah, yeah. I I I really liked. Like I liked how Everett Ross reflected my wonder at this movie because every scene with Wakanda in it showed you know there's a new part of Wakanda it's a new thing and it's like holy crap they did that holy crap they did that holy crap they can do that wow it's neat that their technology can do that and like his wonder at how the hell <laughs> this can happen on earth when all the technology we know is like whatever tony stark makes like his wonder at that is is my wonder and i'm so happy that we had like somebody to channel all of our wonder into because like when he's going oh my god wow i'm like well yeah of course it's wakanda duh and like he gets <laughs> to feel that for me yeah no it's it's true that that uh he was like a really important part of the movie, just to be our to be our our kind of eyes and ears into Wakanda. I, I thought that was really 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 cool. Yeah, and and he still got to have his shining moment in it, where he's yeah. you know being being a pilot. He gets to like they bring down the hologram, and he sees this one ship just firing directly at him, and he says, you know, what's the what's the integrity at? Like, how long do I have? And it says integrity at 51%. He's like, put me back in. And he gets yeah. to be at least a partial hero. He gets to have his part. Yeah, do absolutely. his part. Oh, it's so great. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I love it. I love that they used him. And I loved his little... I, I, I was... I legit thought he could die in that moment, which yeah. I guess is a testament. I was to so how, worried how well the movie treat, treated death, which was cool. And so now we've got T'Challa... Uh, 
deciding to open up Wakanda to out the outside world, which I'm really excited about. I can't wait to see Tony Stark visit Wakanda, um, which right. I think we'll probably get in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I mean that uh, with the uh, with the UN Council happening, Tony has to be like has to go. He has to go and visit. Yeah. And then, well, we know, we we know that mo- a lot of the Avengers are going to be there. We haven't seen any shots of of uh, Iron Man in Wakanda yet, but I think uh, that's probably because he's down under the under the surface working with uh, T'Challa's sister, building something that they need to stop Thanos. Of course, that's I mean that's where <laughs> he would be. <laughs> yeah, man. And with I really Hank. I'm maybe, look, I'm maybe so looking Hank forward Pym. to somebody smarter and snarkier than Tony interacting with him. Uh, yeah, and I, I love I love the idea we could get Hank Pym being snarked at by Tony Stark, and then halfway through the movie, you introduce T'Challa's sister, an even younger, smarter, like snarkier person, like <laughs> like to give him what he's getting. Like that sounds yep. amazing. That sounds really amazing. Yep, uh, that's that is the ensemble movie that I need. And we got it coming, man. I know. I know. It's in three months. Not even. Not even three months. It's in, like, it's two and a half. Wow. God. Okay. It's insane. So we've we've talked a lot about character and how much character this movie has because it does have a lot of character. It's got so much emotional impact in all parts of it, but there was also a fairly good amount of spectacle. And one of the things that I fucking loved was in the casino that they went to in Korea. Yeah. There was that, there was one shot where everybody's fall, uh, everybody's fighting and the camera is just panning around the entire casino going through everybody's, uh, like everybody's um, portion of it. And it's just one big one shot. Oh, it's a yeah. big ass wonder. Well, this is this is uh, <laughs> Ryan Coogler's uh, audition tape to do Avengers Five, I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what it feels like. Because like he'll this... do Black Panther two, and then hopefully we'll he'll get Avengers Five. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I mean, it went it went on for a while before I noticed it. I was like, holy shit, this is all one shot. And then I was looking for it. I was looking for the cut. And then the cut actually happened when uh, T'Challa picks up that that box and like absorbs the shock of the blow from Claw, and yeah. Claw's like, "Ha! I made it rain! <laughs> that was awesome!" and runs out. That is the point where it cuts, and it had been a good long while in that fight. I love that. that. I loved that new power they gave him in this movie. Power to absorb, yeah. absorb the all sonic the... disruptor. Yeah, it's it's, it's neat because they, they they've got like. They didn't make Wakanda advanced in every way. They made it advanced in some very specific ways. Like, they have this sonic ability that they've been building to uh, disrupt um, the, the vibranium. And then they have the, uh, the vibranium, of course, which is, allows them to be almost indestructible and allows them to absorb uh, shock or whatever. Um, yeah, absorb and redirect all vibrations. So, like, almost all of their technology is kind of built around those two things, which I thought it was well, really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not like it's not like vibranium is a battery, you know? 
Right. It, it's not like it directly translate into translates into a battery. It seems like every bit of their technology is based on uh, figuring out a way to use this absorption and redirection of vibrations to your advantage, and that that makes sense, like on a scientific level. <laughs> That's yeah. It's like an awesome entire culture. That they did that. You know, you know, like you get uh, villains or heroes that have some po- superpower that they 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 achieve or somehow get in a movie, and then it's like, how is that character going to develop now that they have the superpower? It's almost like Wakanda is is a nation of that. <laughs> it's like they yeah. got this one superpower, and they've like worked it into their entire society to to be who they are, which is is badasses. Um. So now. What's going to happen now that Wakanda is open, open for trade and open, open to give all this tech to the world? Well, they're going to have a lot more white boys to fix. That's true. They probably will have a lot more. <laughs> uh, what did she called them something else, something white boy. Uh, she said another broken white boy to fix. Bro- another broken white boy to fix. That was it. That was really good. And I felt like in that moment, since I was kind of the only one that really laughed like a lot in my theater, I was like, that <laughs> joke was for me. That joke was specifically <laughs> for me. I know exactly who she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, I laughed pretty good at that. Yep. Uh, I got actually really mad. We were on a TV show yesterday. Um, we were on Good Morning Arkansas. And our... Uh, but. Uh, after our segment, they had an entertainment segment where they had a lady come on and talk about the movies for the weekend, and she was giving oh her review of Black Panther, and she spoiled that Winter Soldier was in the uh, after credit sequence. Oh. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. Rude ass. I probably care more than any of the people watching, but you just spoiled that for me. It's really annoying. <laughs> I got onto it at the commercial break. I was like, "What are you doing? You just spoiled that for every for like all of Little Rock, all of Arkansas. You just spoiled that. Like all fifty people who are watching this, you spoiled it. <laughs> How dare you? Hey, I was on that show too. Don't insult me. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Little Rock is bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, a, Arkansas is a pretty big place. Um, it it goes on forever. Not as not the way that Texas does because that's just like a war of attrition. If you're driving through Texas, oh, Texas is crazy. <laughs> big place, big place. I was just gonna I was gonna kind of reflect on like further, uh, really cool spectacles in the movie. Like yeah. for instance, the ritual combat that he first went through. The uh, you know challenge day we got to see. Everybody on the river, and you know everybody's in doing their part of the ritual. There are dances on the boats and everything, and then you know the spears slam down, and I was like, okay, cool. They're they're slamming the spears, you know, to make the sound. And then I was like, wait a minute, vibration that that activates the thing, and then that comes up, and or the the technology comes up that sucks in all the water and like opens up the waterfall area and the cliffside for them to all stand on and watch this ritual combat. It's like, oh my god, it's so cool. It's so yeah. cool. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Another spectacle is vibranium horned rhinos. Yes. Oh my god, armored cool rhinos. Yeah, armored trained rhinos. 
hell yeah. You know that that's exactly what they would do. I would do that. Like, that's that's mm. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, put an unstoppable, or no, an unbreakable object on an unstoppable force, and you win. Like, that's how you win all of the... That's how Thanos gets beaten. <laughs> oh, man. So... Let's see. Do we want to get into a little bit of feedback? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we've gotten a couple of emails already. Um, we've got one from Ty King who says, Hi, I started listening to your podcast today and I love it already. Also, just went to see Black Panther and loved it. Can't wait for your run through. So we've huh. got a new listener that just jumped in and wanted to talk about Black Panther. And here we are. Well, here we are. We're ready to talk about it. <laughs> and we have been. Let's see. <laughs> Welcome to it. All right, so Matthew at Superhero Ethics emailed us and says, Guys, remember all those idiots saying Idris Elba couldn't play James Bond because Bond couldn't be black? This movie proves that wrong a thousand times over. From mm-hmm. the wonderful... T- from the wonderful T'Challa slash Bond gets to see all his cool new toys scene with Shuri as Q to a straight up spy scene in a casino of all places. This movie did Bond better than Bond. There was so much else that was good about this movie, but Bond slash Panther may have been my favorite part. You will never convince me this wasn't in part a response to those Bond can't be black idiots. I love Black Panther. Can't wait to see him in Infinity War. Can't wait to go back to Wakanda and see more of those badass women. Yeah. I, you know what? I agree wholeheartedly. This movie was very much a uh, a black James Bond, as well as being uh, a political uh, a political drama, as well as being a big spectacle action movie. Like th- it, it checked all the boxes. Yeah, um, and and uh, yeah, it really did. And <laughs> yesterday, on I was listening to that lady talk about. Um, talk about the movie and she said there's all kinds of things there's James Bond there's this there's that there's a little touch of Lion King in there there was a little bit <laughs> and I was like I think that lady's being racist <laughs> or like continentist because continentist I, ba- based on what I knew about the movie there's not really that much Lion King in there but then I went to see it and uh it had, it had kind of a Lion King thing going for it. <laughs> like like the fact that his father's dead and then he's in a in a in a short amount of time sort of banished when they think he's dead. And they and just like in Lion King they think he's dead, so the new guy takes the throne, you know? And starts yep. to starts to ruin the ruin his 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 land so he has to come back or whatever. Yeah. So yep. so there was there was a little bit of a Lion King th- thing thrown in there. <laughs> Oh man, I'm really glad that they uh that they actually showed like when it was happening, they showed Nakia coming in and stealing one of the heart-shaped herbs. Yeah. Um like when the the fire was being set instead of just kind of being like, "Oh, he's back. How is he back? Oh, she did this thing." And then and like it you know, you see him burn it and then they go back later and kind of retcon the burn to like, "Oh, she did sneak in." Like, ah. Like I hate it when that happens because I'm like you just you got written into a corner. You wrote yourself into a corner, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it they was, it was, didn't do that this time. They just yeah. kind of like made her our lens into that scene. 
Yeah, they did that well. Now, I do want, like, does this mean we have no more heart-shaped herb? Is the crop That is a gone? good question. Uh, is, is he the last Black Panther? <sighs> He's not supposed to be. <laughs> well, because I mean, comics. there was... Yeah, in comics, there's a point where Shuri takes over the mantle. But it sounds like but, in the MCU, he might be the last, unless they come up with a way to get those crops back. You know who can get those crops back? Who's that? Doctor Strange. He could. He could. He could visit and just use roll his on back. motto. Yep. Yeah, just roll it on back. That is very like, true. Literally anything can be fixed with the Avagamato. Which is why it has to be taken from him. Right. <laughs> right. He can undo everything. Gotta take it from him. It's a great it was a great thing in the first movie to use. Uh but uh Yeah. The bargain has been made. You can't do it again. Yeah, you don't want to use that every time. <laughs> All right. So Sir Hotbod said to us on Twitter at oh, sorry. Black Black Panther, so good. It was Black Panther hyphen, so good. Sorry. Has its own tone, but fits perfectly in the MCU. Really love the characters, but my favorite were, minor spoiler, the armored rhinos. They need their own one shot at MCU cast. <laughs> they do need their own one shot. I they mean, really we, do. We got a little scene with him, like, tending to the rhinos. And so we kind of had knew that was coming, sort of. Yeah, yeah. They like they showed rhinos in a, in a small uh, pen and, yeah. you know, some feeding happening. And I was like, is this? Are they, are they training rhinos here? Yeah, I was be, like, are they domesticated they rhinos? Have to That's be. weird. But yeah, and without that scene, like, and you know, they both got they both got uh, called up on their comms at the same time, and they kind of combined their their sand, which was a really cool idea, right? Yeah, like the for sand sure. phone. Uh, and the sand, like, everything was really cool. Yeah, and the sand table, and yeah, but. When they both got called up by Okoye, and she says, my king, my love, like, without that moment and that whole little scene, the rhino charging her and stopping and licking her face wouldn't have made any damn sense. No, yeah. (laughs) It it was perfect. It was great. And then, you know, the question, oh, God, the question being given to her, like, would you kill me to, uh, would you kill me? Right Would now. you kill me? And he's and she says, for Wakanda, unquestionably. Without question. And just Ah, oh, that the <sighs> Sorry. The, the emotions I got were some real. emotions right now. <laughs> I got some emotions right now just thinking oh, about yeah. that part. The emotions were real in that scene. I loved it. Alright, so we got another one on Twitter. Rashida goes. I actually I went back and listened to how I said it before when she said that I had gotten it right. And it was Rashida goes. <laughs> Yay! And I made a note on our document of like this is how I pronounced it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, Rashida goes at cheetah underscore girl underscore xo said Adams you cast you guys have to cast about Black Panther immediately. I have never felt so empowered as a woman of color. Also, the no, way they addressed social issues was amazing, and the African culture was awesome. Smiley face. Yeah, I I, I loved I, I love hearing all the people feeling empowered from this movie, both people of color and and females because i think they they did i didn't expect this one to be as female centric as it was and it was great i mean <laughs> like with the exception of t'challa and martin freeman pretty much every other uh protagonist was female <laughs> um and i loved that yeah yeah and they, they and were there was... in, in many ways stronger and smarter than the 
than the than the two male leads. Yeah, I mean, there was a point where Okoye was told, "You are the greatest warrior that Wakanda has ever seen," and I'm like, "Really? Better than Black Panther?" And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was. She was yeah, really a really good, really warrior. strong. She doesn't, she doesn't get the herb, but she's really yeah. strong. Well, even without the herb, she holds her own against somebody who has had the herb when he was Golden Jaguar. Yeah, that's true. Like that's kind of a big deal and he was in the suit like she and the others were you know keeping him i don't want to say at bay but like they were holding their own against him for a while Mm. that's true and like they were about to lock him down and if if damn shuri hadn't been so awesome in the way that she makes technology work and like absorb the kinetic energy and stored it in the suit. If that hadn't been a thing, they would have had him on lock. Yeah. Because he just blew it all up. Which was a really... That like that particular bit of, uh, of technological prowess and, and advancement made for some really awesome looking scenes. Like the purple energy from Black Panther suit and the gold energy from the Golden Jaguar suit. Like combining like blowing up and and you see this like almost like a nova that's two different colors in the middle of the uh the mining operation yeah like, that was so badass absolutely that scene just in general that whole fight scene was so cool it was hard to keep up with once they like blew up their uh like blew off the energy and you know there wasn't like the purple in one and it wasn't like purple versus gold anymore it was like oh they both have a black suit what color is their collar <laughs> like yeah, they it's kind of hard to keep up with being so damn close. They had to get hit pretty often to keep keep everything going. <laughs> yeah. The uh Oh, that reminds me of when he was looking at the suits and she was kind of showing off the tech and she was like, "Strike it." And he just kicks it across the room. <laughs> She's like, "Not that hard, idiot." <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty great. Ah, and he's like, you told me to strike it. You did not say how hard. But then he has to take that same amount of energy back. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He gets kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Ah, I was so happy. All right. Uh, as much as we liked this movie, some people didn't like it as much. Really? Uh, we got a couple of comments from uh, from some of our listeners. Uh, Brian Bilsma hit us on Twitter and said, At MCU cast, Black Panther was a good standalone movie, but I'm disappointed that it did not really nothing to affect the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It kind of just happened. I also feel like people are overhyping this movie, not even in my top five MCU movies. Mm. I can see that. And I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with his statement. I think, he's, I think he might be underestimating the effect that uh, Wakanda being, part of the, being on the bigger world stage is going to have on the MCU. Cause I think like, just like Tony Stark, just existing in the world, his tech is used in almost every, uh, you know, every movie, <laughs> even, you know, Spider-Man. And, uh, we, we talked about it when winter soldier came out, uh, they had the repulsor, uh, repulsor engines and stuff like uh, even, even little things like that. Are we going to be affected just by Wakanda being, you know, on the on the bigger world stage, so yeah, Wakanda's th- borders being open has a lot of implications. Yeah, uh, for I, technology in the future, I definitely understand if you're going into this looking for an Infinity Stone, 
then that is disappointing. I, I and I was part of part of the movie. I was kind of glancing around for Infinity Stone, and I never saw one. So, um, yeah, you know, we still yeah actually might get that. Uh, Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. talked specifically about that in an interview. He was saying that uh, you know Wakanda's already got its MacGuffin. It, they, they've got the vibranium. Like let that be their thing. Uh, we didn't want to have another like another big thing in there of, with the Infinity Stone. Like we didn't want that to be. It didn't track well to be the other, or to also be a MacGuffin. Yeah. Just let them have the one thing, and then the Infinity Stone will show up somewhere else. It'll be fine. Yeah. I I, I, I obviously, you know, I I think Ryan Coogler's a genius, and I think he did a a great job plotting this out. Um, And as a standalone, like, like, like Brian says, it's a great standalone movie. Um, and I think he, I think he's right. I think it's, it's a great standalone movie. It's, it didn't try to delve too much into the rest of the MCU, um, but in doing so, I think it, I think by opening the borders at the end, it will affect greatly. Yeah. Um, at least Infinity War. I mean, they're they're going to be on the world stage when Infinity War happens. They're going to already be in talks to, you know, expand their technology out to the rest of the world, which will probably end up helping in the fight against Thanos. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> Uh, Brian Bilsma continued, or well, not continued, but he gave us another uh, longer thought on Facebook, said, it's been a while since I've posted, but here's my thoughts on Black Panther. I was a little disappointed in this movie. It was a great standalone movie, but that's the problem. It stands alone from the rest of the MCU. Everyone who I see praising this movie is only praising for the fact that it's mostly, or that it's a mostly black cast and black superhero, which is awesome, but I'm going into this film as an MCU fan. There was really no callbacks or connections to the wider MCU. All that I remember getting mentioned is the events of the UN bombing and Civil War, the broken white boy, quote-unquote, reference, uh, Claw and Ross. The first after credit scene was disappointing. Should have been the final scene of the movie. I was excited to see this movie, uh, but ended up leaving thinking it was a meh movie. Killmonger was basically Obadiah Stane, based on his malice toward the hero. Uh, he thinks he should have the power and doesn't think the hero deserves it. Again, another weak MCU villain. Uh, I I get that is the main idea of the villain, but or of a villain. But Ronan to me was a way better villain because he wasn't just a villain with a similar suit like Killmonger. Hell, Vulture to me was a better villain. Vulture was like Killmonger in that he was trying to use his power for good, but in the wrong way. Anyway, this is probably not even in my top ten MCU movies. This movie could have or could have not come out, and it wouldn't affect anything in the main MCU storyline. Wakanda coming out of the shadows could have happened at the beginning of Infinity War, and it would make sense. Uh, being the penultimate movie before Infinity War, I was expecting some sort of build up to it, but it never happened. Yeah, I think I think those I think those are uh, like legitimate. Uh, uh, discrepancies between his um, expectations and what what the movie was ended up being, but I, I honestly don't think those are fair. Like every other MCU movie, he talked about how many small connections they had to 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 the MCU, and you talk he he named like four, and all four of them were I thought pretty good connections, pretty good strong connections. You think about a movie like um, Doctor Strange. And like you, you have a few things were mentioned from previous movies, and a few yeah. like very tenuous connections. Like I think if you're rating this on how connected it was as an origin movie, uh, as the first, you know, the first in a uh, in a new of a new hero or whatever, I think it was pretty darn connected. 
uh, Everett yeah, Ross, like, like you said, Everett Ross, Claw. That's that's two different movies that's connecting it to Winter Soldier. That's another movie it's connecting it all to. Like, it's uh, it's it's pretty Civil connected. War. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like everything that happened in Chachala's life in this movie was directly related to his father, and his father being killed in the UN bombing. Like that directly affects all of Wakanda. And that that resonates throughout this movie. Like there's there's all of this talk of like, are you going to be the same king that your father was? Are you going to make the same decisions? Are you going to be a better king? Like, what would your dad think, or or anything like that? And all of that has an, an implication in in how T'Challa acts and thinks and what his decisions are. Sure, sure. I just like, I, I I think there's 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 about as much connection as in any other MCU standalone film. And then yes, it is the penultimate movie before Infinity War, but it's uh, not beholden to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we. Ha- it had to be beholden to be to be that. You know, um, I do. I do think it's that last Panther after credit movie. sequence. I do. I do think like the last after credit sequence could have done something to advance the the Thanos plot because we are going to get that. That's the next time we're seeing. Black Panther. I mean, it even said it at the end of the movie. Black Panther will 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 return in, in Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the the post credit scene being something more related to Infinity War would have been uh, not necessarily better, but it would have nice. uh, would have been nice to have. Yeah, it would have been one of those nice to have things. But still, not getting essential. to see Bucky. Yeah, getting to see yeah. Bucky was enough to like sate that palate and kind of get me ready for Infinity War. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm with you, and I, and I hear these people's complaints, but I'm I'm still I I don't think it's uh I think that's all expectation versus reality, and I don't think yeah. the the movie never promised to be like super tied in. Um. Yeah. Yeah. As an MCU fan, I want the movies to be able to stand alone. And be their independent stories because that's why the MCU is so strong is because it's built on the, the Avengers is great because it's built on four characters that they taught you to care about separately and then they brought them together and so I don't want them always to have to rely on previous films to make me care about the next character they need to continue to build independent characters that you care about no matter what no matter what universe they're in they want you to care about Black Panther. Uh, as a standalone character, so that when they bring him into other things, he has more meaning. And I think they, they pulled that off again. And as far as Brian's um, saying that Killmonger was a worse villain than Ronan <laughs> or or Abedastain, I just completely I disagree. straight-up disagree with that. I think that Killmonger, uh, yes, their suits were the same at the end, but their intentions weren't. And the fact that he was wearing the suit, Obadiah Stane putting on the suit at the end of Iron Man 1 is stupid. There's no reason for Obadiah Stane to put on the suit except to have that battle of robot versus robot or whatever. Um, the, the, in this movie, it made absolute sense that he would put on the suit. You know? It just yeah. like, he that was his goal all along was to get the powers and get the suit and be the king. And so it made sense at the end that he has a similar suit. Um, and then the, the, the thing about Ronan having a different, um, Ronan being a more fleshed out character. I like Ronan as a character, but, uh, I thought he was that, straight up mustache twirly. See, no, I disagree. I think that he had a, he had a, um, he believed he was, he was a jihadist basically. Like he was after 
destroying the peoples that had oppressed him, like his people. Well, like, and that's fine. I guess, like, I, it was a it was a thin character, but it was a sketch of a character that exists in the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, so that's, I'm fine that's kind of what I meant. It wasn't so much mustache twirly as it was just kind of like, yep, that's the same thing that we've seen before. This guy that just wants to destroy this right. one thing because he believes in that one way, and that's it. Right. And I think that uh, this, I think Killmonger was stronger than Ronan because he had a personality. Um, I saw, <laughs> I saw his side of things just as a like human being. And seeing like he sees his people being oppressed, and he believes that all black people are his people, and he sees those people being oppressed all over the world in all kinds of ways, and he believes that Wakanda's been misused. Like he has a strong uh, purpose and vision, and like a mission that I can almost get behind. You know, like I think he's going about it the wrong way, which is the whole thing at the end. Like T'Challa ends up having the same purpose that he has at the end, um, because yep. he wants to help all people. Yeah, bring um, Wakanda to the world stage so that Wakanda can help. Except that Killmonger's way of Wakanda helping is like arming everyone. Yeah, and T'Challa wants to use peace and diplomacy and and technology to help everyone. Yeah, you can you can see in the ritual combat scene between them uh, whenever the powers get taken away and like you know they're both shirtless in the in the waterfall. Um, you can see the difference in their. Uh, political style reflected in their weapon choice because Killmonger has two offensive weapons in his hands and T'Challa has a shield and uh, I think it's a spear, a spear or a sword. He's got a shield and a weapon instead of yeah. just two weapons. And that yep. the, the difference in fighting styles is is directly reflected from their political leanings on that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's real cool. Killmonger wasn't necessarily... Uh, like his goal wasn't necessarily to just rule Wakanda. I felt like his goal was to be accepted in Wakanda, but that also meant since he was of royal blood, that also meant that he had the chance to be somebody and being in the in the seat of power in Wakanda meant that he could help who he thought were his people. So it was no, I totally it was agree. being accepted in his home as well as and like using that as kind of a channel to help people. Absolutely. He wasn't just power hungry. He wanted to attain that power so that he could use it as a weapon to help people in need that he really believed were his people. Um, I, I think that Killmonger is just a great villain. Uh, like, and like you said, not even necessarily a villain. I think he is a really great character that was a great antagonist and pushes yeah. T'Challa in just the right way because if it weren't for him, T'Challa probably wouldn't have uh, understood the needs that were happening outside of, yeah. of, of, he, of Wakanda. It would have taken longer. Yeah. And they might have, uh, we, we might have seen Wakanda kind of regress closer toward isolationism toward the end. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we had, well, we had two voices, actually. Two voices for Wakanda coming out. We had a voice for Wakanda coming out to the world and being, like, a conquering nation. We had that voice coming from Killmonger, but we also had the voice for Wakanda aiding people in Nakia. Yeah. 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 I totally, yeah. And, and I loved her position from the very beginning. It was really cool. Yep. Yep. So further feedback, we've got Omar Elmalia on Facebook said black Panther spoilers. 
a lot of S's. Uh, he said, 10 out of 10, A+, plus, two thumbs up, and all my money offered to be taken. This movie just topped the MCU chart, and I really hate to be dramatic. He said, I loved all the suits, the tribal garb, and the styling. OMG! All caps, exclamation mark. But not just that. The panther suits were amazing, and we got four of them. We got Killmonger's Golden Jaguar and T'Challa's uh, Civil War. He said CW and then went, ugh, Civil War, never abbreviate suit. And the new one. But my fave was T'Chaka's golden trimmed and tribal robed suit. I need a detailed pick now. Everyone was so good, I wish no one was killed. I'll miss MBJ's Killmonger and Circus's Claw. Uh, he should return as a solid sound being. And we're back to CGI roles. Uh, loved M'Baku and after credits M'Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> All the female rules were fierce, and it's my bad for not naming them, but I need to edit down for time. But that spear through the car, and then full-on car stop was insane. Yeah, that was amazing. So, it really was. That was so freaking cool. Uh, I have so much fangasm, but I'll end it here. You'll probably cover it all. Loved it. Peace and love forever. Omar. Omer. Thanks, Omer. That's awesome. I agree with all of that. <laughs> All your your enthusiasm. Spirit, Spirit through the car was one of my favorite moments. I loved that. Yep, yep. And I'm glad that in uh, in that scene, in the car chase scene, there was, you know, you had Black Panther doing his thing, and you had uh, Nakia and Okoye doing their thing in their own cars, and like they weren't uh, they weren't weaker. They weren't like less able to do the thing than. T'Challa was. Yeah, I agree. He's just a Black Panther. Like the, it showed how strong they are as fighters and how determined they are as as warriors for Wakanda. And like everything that they did was so freaking cool. <laughs> like, ah! Yeah, man. And then I, we, I the agree. the sound weapon and how freaking crazy Killmonger or not Killmonger, how crazy uh, Claw was. I miss Claw. I miss Claw. I'm gonna say it. I already miss him. Yeah, no, I I miss both the villains in this movie. Claw and Killmonger were probably two of my favorite people to watch. They were the two of the most just like, I don't know. Well, just char- watching Andy Circus have fun. They were so charismatic, both of them. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, they, I, don't, they I were, don't like that they're gone. They were charismatic in different ways. It was like Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger had, or well, Killmonger had such weight on him from yeah, you know, his did. upbringing and his dad being dead and fighting and all that him like that. Like, yeah, right. He had so much like sitting on him weight and responsibility. But then Claw had to have, or like he got to have fun as a villain. He got to just like be this guy that was like, I want to blow whatever up. I don't care. And I'll sell anything to the highest bidder. I'll, you know, I'm always going to get out. Like he, he got, he was the villain that was having fun as a villain and I really enjoyed watching him. And then I got all the emotional connection from, from Killmonger. This movie ticks so many boxes. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I need to it. watch it again. Like, farther back in the theater, though. Yeah, me too. I, I'm going to try to go. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, so, I'm off. I have another off day coming up. I may, I may try to go again. <laughs> uh, Michael Cap said to us, Black Panther, mild spoiler. I'm very surprised about the whole black empowerment notion of Black Panther. Seems like the SJWs would be more likely to boycott the movie and call it racist for supporting things like 
the only way an African nation can become technologically advanced is if it literally falls in their lap. They settle the most important political issues through violence. They refuse to help out their African brothers and sisters when, when they were being sold into slavery by the millions. They could have easily prevented that. How is any of that empowering? It seems racist to me. Well, I think that... Uh... Um, like, I, I don't think that them having a natural resource, however it fell in their laps, natural resources fall in everyone's laps, and them having a natural resource isn't necessarily racist. Um, it is, I mean, and they, and they directly attacked the other stuff, like, the, the fact that they, uh, don't, um, help the outsiders is directly, uh, you know, a, a, attacked in the movie. Um, them settling their disputes through through violence is a little interesting well there was a point there were actually several points where um t'challa wanted to be more diplomatic with the way that things were like he said to Kilmarger at one point like this this is your last chance like right before the fight he's like we can we can settle this a different way yeah, like he you did. can set down your arms and we can do this somehow well else. I, th- I think i think that's true of that's true of t'challa i don't think anyone would um, dispute that T'Challa is a great, like, uh, role model to some degree. Yeah, but I think I think the point is that this African nation has all this technology and all this advancement, and they're still f- uh, settling fights through like blood feuds and like ritualistic combat and stuff. Um, which you know, I don't know. I don't know enough about African cultures to know if that's part of. African culture at all, or if that's totally a fictionalized thing, or if, if like, I don't know where ritualized combat comes from in a uh, global sense, like where, where that fiction came from, but, uh, everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I know it was part of different, different customs in different parts of the world, but I don't know if there's any, any like, like, uh, yeah, I don't know where that comes from, but, um, yeah. I, I see the point. I see the point that, like, maybe they, if they were this technologically advanced, they should have evolved past ritualistic combat by now. Maybe. Maybe. I mean... Or maybe that's people just our, without own, our own ethnos, ethnos, ethnocentricity thinking that democracy is the only way. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. Like, maybe we should just duke it out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just made the worst pun ever in my head. What's that? <sighs> okay, so the ritualistic combat happened. Like nobody wanted to challenge him except for Mbaku, and he came in and and fought right against him. And then, um, the actor who plays Mbaku is named Winston Duke. So they duked oh, it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, silly. <sighs> it was. I, I'm embarrassed. Honestly, <laughs> Yoda, you said onto us on or said to us on Twitter at MCUcast. Here we go again, and has a picture of his ticket, <laughs> of his movie yeah. ticket for going to see Black Panther in IMAX 3D. How was it in IMAX 3D? Tell us, tell yeah. us, Yoda Hugh. I'm curious. I might go see it in IMAX 3D on Wednesday. Yoda Hugh also said to us on Twitter at MCUcast mid and post credit scene. Boys, brilliant film. Characters are great. Hashtag Black Panther. Hashtag Wakanda forever. Hashtag Wakanda. Woo. Hashtag Wakanda I, I do agree. Hashtag Wakanda I bet that's forever. Tr- I bet that's trending. Oh, yeah. Oh, it has to be. I. You know, I want to find out. I want to find out. I'm going to look. 
Twitter.com. I don't know. How do you look for trending things? I have no idea, man. Don't even (laughs) How do you Twitter? I don't know how to Twitter. Don't don't ask me. Well, man. It's not on the trends for me. That that is is awesome. I'm excited. Uh, I I know everybody has different views on this movie, but uh, I loved it. And I'm really excited. I'm just, I love all the characters and I love the addition to the MCU. Um, can't wait to see how they interact. In, yeah, uh, it Infinity is another War. great entry. Yeah. And honestly, after seeing it, like I, I wasn't quite sure, like all the numbers were climbing in the, in the articles. Like it looks like this movie might open to about 200,000 or 200 million wow. uh, on opening wow. weekend. Wow. And yeah, I was like, I, I don't know. That seems like, you know, that could be overinflation from the hype. But, like, after seeing the movie and being as excited about it as I am, I could see it. I could see it at least hitting 180 over the weekend. We talked about that on the cast. Is it possible they could hit 200 million, which is like Avengers 1 numbers? And we were, and you were like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's possible. Uh, so we'll see. I it's hope actually it's looking like crazy. Yeah. It looks like over the four-day weekend, it might hit 210, actually, according oh, to Box Office Mojo. And what was Avengers 1? I know we just talked uh, about let's it. Let's see. Uh, Avengers 1 opening weekend got $207 million. Wow. I know for adjusted for inflation, it's probably not the same, but it'd be crazy if uh, Black Panther actually beats Avengers 1 and becomes the highest-grossing uh, <laughs> highest grossing MCU movie on the opening weekend. It would. That would be. And I think it's gonna absolutely have. I think it's gonna have and, legs too. I really do. Yeah, four of them. It's a panther. Yeah, it is a panther. Uh, Ugh. All right. Well, guys, we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com if you want to reach out to us. Uh, you can hit us up at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, uh, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at five seven three cast mcu. Um, that's 573-CAST-MCU, and you can leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. Uh, so, uh, yeah, hit us up with all the feedback. We, well, I'm sure we'll do another Black Panther episode, uh, and we'll probably do so, we'll probably cover some news and feedback next week, as well as maybe a commissioned episode, because I'll be back in town uh, for next week's episode, so that'll be a little easier, to, easier to do than this hotel room podcasting that I'm doing right now. Um, very uncomfortable. This chair is not doing me any favors. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, thank you guys so much. Uh, like I said, all the places for MCU cast. Uh, if you want to find out more about my album, which I'm on tour right now supporting. Oh, if anybody is in New Orleans or Little Little Rock, Arkansas, what's today? The 17th. 17th. 17th today. I'm playing in uh, Little Rock or, or in Conway, Arkansas, actually, just outside of Little Rock at a place called TC's Midtown. So if you are out there and you're a MCU cast fan and you want to come out and hang out with me tonight, I'll be at TC's Midtown in Conway, Arkansas. And um, the 19th and 20th, I will be at in New Orleans. So if you got any in New Orleans, f- friends or fans out there you guys want to come out uh we'll be there and then uh we'll be in oxford mississippi on the 22nd so be a little all over the southeast this week um if anybody is out there in any of those cities uh come hang out uh and my, all the details will be on my website uh and if if they're not just message me at matthew carroll uh, matthew carroll m on twitter or facebook.com slash matthew carroll music um so so twitter doesn't give me enough uh, letters so I, I almost I went with Matthew Carroll M for music but recently I've been thinking about changing it to Matthew Carroll question mark 
Why? I don't know. It, Honestly, I'm Matthew Carroll. I I just have the. I only have one. Uh, I have one. One one more letter, one character after Matthew Carroll, and it's got to be something to separate me from the other Matthew Carrolls, so I could go Matthew Carroll. <laughs> I don't know Matthew Carroll. Period. <laughs> I like I like question mark better than period. Um, okay. <laughs> I think it's because my favorite uh, my favorite Cards Against Humanity card is bees. <laughs> It's the only card. It's a random card. It's the only Cards Against Humanity card with a question mark at the end, and I really love it. Just bees? Um, <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back next week with lots more MCU cast. Uh, come out to, to see me on tour, and uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in touch next week. Until next time, true believers.